0: we Good morning, welcome to the Sergeant Corporation podcast, also Sergeant Materials. It's Thursday, June 18th. It's a beautiful day out there. Looks like a lot of great weather over the next few days, and the last few days really turned into summer on us in a hurry. I got Eric Ritchie in with me, and Tim LePage. Morning, everybody. Eric's Vice President of Operations New England. Tim LePage is the Northern Maine Operations Manager. We're going to go through a big calendar review this Morning we got a couple phone calls. We're going to see if we can catch a couple guys by surprise here. Uh, We've got a safety topic, or two or three, we're going to run through real quick. we got a lot of good shout-outs this week, and we got the prices right. We had the guests on a Volvo L90 loader last week, so we have the results of that. So we'll get rolling right in here. Uh, Eric, I, I understand you've got the bid counter in front of you, so.
1: I've got it pulled up in front of me, and got my glasses on so I think I can can, can see you make that. this work I, I think I can I'm, I'm gonna try uh last week not overly busy week but it was uh, a good stab at some work we' did a job down in Stafford Virginia at the uh, regional airport down there I believe we were second we were second that
0: was a tough one to lose that was a big dirt job and
1: yeah nice job
0: and uh, we we got down in the corner on it but somebody else got deeper in the corner. Yeah.
1: Pretty deep in the corner, uh, but a good bid there by Aaron and Justin and the guys. Uh, Trenton, Bar Harbor Airport was a smaller job, but we were successful there, a little better. Hopefully some fall work that we can pick up. Uh, Scarborough, the Downs, uh, that was a private bid, but we've heard that uh, Shaw Brothers was low. It was a job that uh, didn't really fit us very well from a utility standpoint, a lot of, lot of pipe to put in the ground early, and we're still pretty tied up resource-wise there. Uh, Elliot, but a small wildlife crossing to the DOT. We were, I believe third there. There was a couple of us that were grouped up pretty tight. And then one guy who saw the job dramatically differently.
0: Yeah. Uh, so that happens.
1: Uh, yeah. And you know, as times start to tighten up a little bit in the bidding world, those things tend to happen more and more. Um, Keene, New Hampshire, we've been an airport taxiway reconstruction out there. Not successful. Uh, it was a tough place to bid work out there in the very Western part of the state. state. Yeah. Uh, Lawrence, this week, uh, Lawrenceville, Virginia, bid a borrow basin job down there to Republic. I don't believe we've heard anything back.
0: Don't know yet.
1: Uh, Lewiston landfill. We were third out of three was a small, small job there. 300,000, 250,000 thought we were bidding the Abbott DOT job yesterday, but that got pushed off to next week. So we'll have results on that one next week. Amherst half mile upon box culvert for the DOT. We were second by a, another narrow margin there would have been a good one to get to yeah we were very close uh, about a million dollar job and then brewer wilson street uh, we did the entire project as well as quoted the earthwork and we understand there was a, a cheaper earthwork price out there substantially cheaper and uh, so we were not successful there but looking ahead uh, today we're bidding a, a job on the turnpike down in westbrook decent sized little job for some emergency ramps at exit 50 uh, next week looks like it could be a, a very good week in the job down in Perry, hometown. Yeah. I say that every time I'm on here. Pass Macquarie at the uh, reservation down there, some shoreline protection work. Could be some good late fall and winter work. You know, Tim's pretty excited about that one. I've been too since it came out. June 24th, going to determine if we're looking at that Machias port job. It's a large culvert replacement. See how it fits in with a few things. And some work down in Skowhegan at the uh, river intake on the Kennebec River. Next Friday, Augusta, we get another solar project with Borgo to look at. We've picked up one of those jobs up in Milo. I think we have one in Fairfield yep. as well. So see if these start to bring some, some fruit to the tree. And uh, Rougemont, North Carolina, uh, landfill cell down there. Looking kind of down the road, scattered about here a little bit. But we've got a job in Edinburgh, Virginia, the Shenandoah Landfill. Bids on the 29th.
0: We did the last cell down there. Ricky did that a few years ago.
1: So hopefully we'll see some success there. I know Justin and the guys need a little work down in the mid-Atlantic. We've also got a an airport on June 30th out in Jackman, uh, kind of a different little job. It's a little broken up, but it could be a good piece of work. So, airport work I thought was going to drop off, but we're seeing uh, seeing that still maintain steady. Camden Route One, there's a sidewalk project, and then there's also a uh, construction manager general contractor project with the DOT. It's a job that was bid earlier in the year and was rejected. So, uh, a good size job with. Uh, couple deep box culverts and a roadway reconstruct. Stratford, New Hampshire, there's a water and, and site work upgrades uh, project. We could determine if we're looking at that one. Out there a little ways, we've got a, an airport down in Culpeper, Virginia, a road extension. There's a bridge over on Vinyl Haven that's looking to be replaced. We're kind of monitoring that one, see if it makes sense. And the last one that uh, I think we're all pretty excited on July 10th is in Airport uh, runway reconstruction down in Eastport. Uh, we already picked up a small drainage job there on the airport. Yeah, we got some other right. work in the area, so uh, that's a, a nice job, yep. a real nice job. That would fit nicely with
2: work we already have there.
1: Yeah, yeah, yep. Excited about that one. And it's a it's a dirt job.
0: Thank you for that, Eric Tim. You uh, you got a shout out last week. Do you, know. do you listen to the podcast? I
2: most certainly do. I, I bet you got
0: shivers when you got that shout I, out.
2: I was very impressed. I can't believe.
0: You that. have shivers all the time.
2: I, I do. <laughs> I get excited very, very much. I appreciate it, whoever did it. So thank you.
0: You got some uh, news for us here. you got going to give us a rundown on your region, northern Maine region?
2: Yep, yeah. I'll give you a quick rundown of the uh, projects we got ongoing and what looks like in the fall. We've completed a project down in Augusta and Capitol Street, Cody went down there early and Knocked that out of the park, got it all striped and passed, so that's good. We are working in Caribou at the wastewater treatment facility with Pete Broberg. A couple of guys up there. Uh, we've got one lagoon hull uh, removed, sludge removed, and a lot of crews starting tomorrow. So that's nice up there. That that project's moving around very nicely. Yeah, you're we're, talking about pressing sludge even a month earlier? Yeah, that's, we're potentially a month ahead uh, earlier this year getting them in there. So that's going to be huge for the down yeah. the line
1: next year. That's good, because winter comes two months earlier up there. It so. does. We
2: uh, are working over to Eastport, uh, the sewer project with Penta. Keith Edgecombe and uh, Dave Scott are heading back out there next week to uh, backfill mock tank and uh, do some more interior plumbing. And then that's going to tie right into the work at Pleasant Point. we got about eight weeks left to finish up a school project out there, plus about a week's work left at Baileyville at the uh, a pipe installation, doing some cleanups and paving out there, so... And then hopefully those we'll
0: two come. guys are like superheroes over there, aren't they? They, they just,
2: are. I mean, they, they go out there and just crank out work and make it happen. I mean, I I, I call it Northern Maine, but I'm almost thinking about kind of maybe
1: calling Eastern Maine, Eastern Maine Division a little yeah. bit, too. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, Keith's been there for a while. He'd probably love to get closer to home. We'll try to get him back sometime soon.
1: Absolutely. Hoping um, we've got a sewer job down there, a uh, yep. water and sewer job already on the books, and yep. that airport job, a little one, and another one bidding, that shoreline thing. So we might be able to... Group up a decent chunk of work down in that yeah. area.
2: Yeah, help get the resources all close and localized. Yeah, share use. things would be good. Yeah, really smash up some work, so very promising out there. We also have, in Rumford, Chris Lynch out there with his crews. Uh, we've gone out there this spring and really got a, all the pipe in and really a, a great job on a tough project where the engineer had been let go and new engineers there and there, and they were really performing well. Uh, surface payment scheduled for next week, so we're good. down for the, I uh, applaud all the efforts out there. And for future work, Eric went through most of these, but in the fall we got a project in the Eastport Airport, some stormwater, Alice had We got a little taxiway down there. Um, I'm really excited about the solar project. We're starting the week after next. Talking to the uh, designer yesterday, I think they have picked up seven projects in the area. So we're going to keep rolling, hopefully rolling right into them from uh, one rate to another. So that's some, some very exciting news. And let's see what else. Oh, another one is uh, Roxbury Wind. That's starting to pick pick some legs back up again with the Good. designer and the owner.
0: Yeah, um, we thought we were going to be doing that maybe last winter, but a few things changed. A
2: few things changed with designs and everything, but uh, this last week we've got some very promising uh, responses back with design and DEP stuff. So hopefully, beginning of August, we'll be starting out there. That's that's our goal. Let's make it happen. Yep. we got to get the foundations in before winter. It so. would be a great job to be out there in the fall. It would be a great some sure would be, yeah. yeah,
0: to, to yeah. get some of that work done ahead of ahead of winter.
2: Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, for sure. So that's very promising. So, And I'm very excited about these projects at, East, at the airport and Eastport and Jatman, too. There's a potential to be – it probably won't be this year's work, but for next year, for 2021, 20, it's very exciting. So.
0: Uh, we we love airport work. Yes, we do. We do a lot of
1: it. Yeah. Okay. We've had a good season with it, too. Um, Auburn's going very well. The stuff at the jetport's going very well. We And started. down in
0: Mid-Atlantic, a couple airport jobs – Going really well down there.
1: Yeah, this weather is. I mean, you mentioned it being summer, Herb, but yeah. uh, what a May! You know, we had a great May weather-wise, mm-hmm. and yep. uh, we've been chewing up some work in a in a hurry. It's good. Yes. Yeah, so, y- so you mentioned
0: Rumford and Chris Lynch, and that, why don't we give him a call? Yeah, I'll see, see what's going on.
1: He's sitting inside of the world's cleanest office trailer right now. Is he really? Last time I was out there, he keeps that place pretty good and sterilized. Good morning, Herb.
0: Hey, wait a minute. How'd you know it was me? I had a disguised number.
1: Head had herb sergeant. <laughs> I,
0: I, I guess I didn't disguise it very well then, did I? <laughs> yeah, not really. <laughs> hey, before we get going, and uh, you got a shout out for you this morning. LePage wants to read it to you.
2: Hey, Chris, how you doing? Oh, I, this is uh, a shout out job. came from Sean Newton. I uh, said I'd like to give Chris Lynch a shout out. He is a powerful example, very organized, um, and always there for you. Always has a plan. And even if the plan doesn't work, he has a plan B. He's a pleasure to work with. Oh, that's, that's great. You, Chris.
3: I appreciate that.
0: How much do you have to pay him for that? I don't know yet. <laughs> <laughs> it, it'll cost you somewhere.
3: Probably going to be a lot.
0: So just checking in with you, Chris, really quickly. I'd like to ask you to run through in a minute kind of what your what your career is.
3: Sure. Well, I started here in the spring of 88 as a laborer. Started that soil Landfill. We 32 years ago. 33 years ago, roughly, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the time, uh, Doug Barnes, I think, was a junior foreman, my junior foreman uh, that I started with. And Colby uh, at the time was uh, a young kind of super foreman on that job. That's where it all started. And then from there, worked on several projects around the Bangor area. We did some work up on College Avenue. Uh, worked with Kevin Gordon up there uh, doing some under drain as a laborer. So I had some pretty good influences early on, uh, you know, what the expectations yeah, Kevin's were. Kevin's always it, a good influence. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, from there, I just kind of found my way and got some opportunities. Uh, Worked for Greg Island a lot, uh, doing utility work, and, uh, you know, really get into that. I, I think that's where I saw my my big opportunity, um, you know, for a chance to, to do something, uh, you know, other than laboring was to get into the utility work. and uh,
0: So when know, did you become a foreman?
3: It would have been, uh, I think I worked for Bob Peters in Manchester around 90, so it would have been just a couple of years. Boy, Bob I Peters, was
0: a, he was a classic too.
3: Absolutely. Great superintendent, Absolutely.
0: taught a lot of people.
3: Yeah, I really enjoyed it. And it's been mentioned before, Ralph Dutton, he was a big, uh, a big yeah, part of big my influence. career coming up through as well.
0: So. So what was your first job as a super?
3: Uh, my first job as a super, I'm trying to think, unofficially was 95. I did a project. Uh, Mike Grant and I got sent down to Perry, Maine. Uh, basically, we're the only sergeant folks there. We actually worked with, uh, they called them Peck and Possum, which were a couple of guys from the town, and uh, then there was a couple of laborers from the town, uh, or the reservation, I guess you call it, uh, that we worked with as well. and. They did a great job. I mean, it was a great job, and we ended up doing well in the project. And uh, and I think then from there I went up to uh, Fraser Landfill and did a job up there for Fraser Paper
0: and for Madawaska uh,
3: In Madawaska, yeah, yeah, Frenchville actually.
0: Yeah. So you've you've for twenty five years now. You've been on the on the edge of running projects for us.
3: Yes. Yeah. yeah. I think officially uh, it started around two thousand. I got a letter. Uh, you know, an of offer and it was actually two Scott Blanchard <laughs> and this, not too many people know this story, but Scott, Scott Blanch and I basically got a letter of uh, uh, intent for us to become superintendents at the same time. So I got Scott's letter and he got mine and we called each other and asked if we were going to take the job. <laughs> and, uh, we, I, I think, I think the offers were, were pretty similar. So there wasn't any, any uh, dispute that, you know, where we stood in the company. So.
0: So what do you got going on up there, Chris? First thing I want to add, what was the what was the minimum wage when you started working?
3: I think it was around 350 or if I don't remember exactly, yeah. what I mean right was, around 350.
0: So oh. when you say 350, is 350 an hour?
3: That's right. Yeah. You
0: work all day for 35 bucks.
3: Pretty much, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. H E Sergeant, and now as well, I mean, there was always opportunities to work more. So, I mean, it was all what you put into it, and uh, there was no lack of hours. So it was a good opportunity at the time. So,
0: yeah. Well, Chris, we got to get on to another call here, but I want to give you an opportunity real quick to, to give us an update on your project there.
3: Yeah, we're in Rumford, Maine. Um, this job is a utility job. It's kind of a beautification job as well. Uh, we're going to be surface saving uh, week after next. So we've, we've started out early spring. Uh, we started this job in 2018. It uh, started out to be a $4.9 million job, and it turned into about a $6.2 million job. A lot of underground utilities, a lot of unknowns, uh, and then a lot of surface restoration as far as new curb, new walks. Uh, things are going really well. You know, we started, uh, started strong, and we're working to finish strong, and uh, I think we will, and we should be wrapping up here sometime after the 4th of July. So That's great. It's been a good project. Yeah, good. It's been a tough project, good
0: project. So, well, Chris, I want to thank you for jumping on with us here this morning. We got a, we're on a tight schedule here, and I know you got you got a lot of things to do too.
1: can I, oh, my your, my pleasure,
3: Herb, and uh, well, good talking to y'all.
1: Yeah, Eric's Eric's got a question. Hey, Chris, for you. I did want to ask you one question because you started that job in 2018, as you mentioned, and and there were some challenges there with the uh, town not having enough funding and the engineer on the project and everything, but. Kind of looking at the company as a whole, 2018 was a little bit of a tough year. Um, and You started that job out in a tough year. What What is the biggest difference from kind of how you're finishing today versus where you started? What What's changed in the last couple of years?
3: I think everyone, you know, obviously, even in 2018, people were working hard and, you know, things were going um, as good as we thought. But I think there's been a lot of, you know, uptick in morale lately. I think uh, all the programs we have, I think it's really made a big difference on the buy-in that everyone has. And, uh, you know, it's helping the project, it's helping everybody, and it's helping our ESOF, and uh, it's, that's the difference I've seen. I mean, I think that there's a lot more. Uh, I'm not saying that we didn't have, have that in the past, but uh, it seems like the younger people are getting more involved and everybody's more involved, and uh, things are good. And as far as the job is concerned, uh, specifically there's a different engineer here, so things have gone better there, but I think the crew morale is fantastic
0: this year so. well that's thanks to, to leadership of guys like you and and Absolutely. other superintendents foremen. And, and you know we talked about leadership and I mentioned back I think it was the first podcast that uh, Jay Wilson you know just by saying that I'm glad to be working I, I thought that was great leadership and and uh, yeah, you know just sure. that that attitude begins to permeate the whole organization
1: uh, and I I want to thank you Chris for your your post, camp, your uh, posts on base camp and some of those forums and stuff like that. And we're going to be talking to another guy here, uh, Pete Broberg, that does a lot of that stuff too. And I think that goes a long way. And I know Kevin Gordon has spent a lot of time out there in Rumford and, and you've been very engaged in that as well. He's been working with Curtis Bro and some of the younger guys out there that are just getting started and all that stuff's making a difference. So I just appreciate the fact you're taking kind of a point on that and, like Herb said, taking a leadership role. So thank you.
2: Yep, you're being that mentor that – you were mentored to you, and it's showing off. It's going to pay off in the long run, Chris. So
3: I think that's I think that's you know very important for people to know. I mean, it doesn't matter you know what position you're in. I mean, you know, sometimes at the at the end of the day, really, you know, we all leave here, and uh, it's nice to leave knowing that you help somebody, not only the job but just people in general too, as far as
0: mentoring and. Well, it's nice to know you've had an impact, off. you know, decades beyond when you retire. Yeah, that and that is the yes. truth. So. Well, look, Chris. We're going to let you go. Get back to work. I, you probably got some curb to set or something like that. I don't know, <laughs> sidewalks to yeah. place or there's, there's something. No, there's always something to do. Yeah. yeah. Hey, look. Appreciate appreciate everything you do for the company and and give your crew a congratulations from us, and keep them safe.
3: Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Chris. We'll do. Thank you all. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, that was a good conversation with Chris.
3: Yeah.
2: Yes. Yeah, very positive. The crews are doing a great job out there. No accidents and. Zero injuries so far this
1: year out there, and they're doing really good. So keep up the good work. Yeah. And he's a happy man. He's going back to Eastbrook. Yep. Back to a nice project out there. Yes,
0: he is. Okay, well, so we said we're going to try to call somebody else. Yep. Who do you want to call?
2: I want to give Peter a call. Peter Broberg up in
1: uh, Caribou.
0: Peter Broberg, Caribou, Maine.
1: They have reception up there? They do. It
2: was (laughs) 90 degrees up there yesterday. Was it really?
0: Hot. Doesn't get that hot up there very often. Good morning. How are you doing today? Good. Are you inside?
4: Yeah. You hear me okay?
0: Well, could you go outside? Would that be possible?
4: Yeah. I'll we'll get out of the tin can.
0: That's better. Pete, you're up in caribou, but before we get going on your job there, I just wanted to have you take uh, condensed 30 years into one minute, talk about your career.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Um. I started back in uh, 1993, graduated uh, from University of Maine in construction management, and started here as a foreman, worked right in Hamden my first year, and then in Calais the second. Uh, The third year, in 95, we started a Bangor division, and I was lucky to get offered that position as a super foreman.
0: I remember that well, because we needed to borrow a few pieces of curb from you, and you wouldn't let us borrow it. (laughs) Not not that I remember that. (laughs) Right. (laughs) We were starving. Shane and I were starving for about three pieces of curb, and you guys had about 20,000 feet lined up, and Shane went over to see you, and uh, you wouldn't let us take any curb. Pete said, let them starve. (laughs) You you bastard. Let them starve. Anyways, let's let's move away from that, because I've gotten over it. Yeah, it does
3: yeah, like <laughs>
4: <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm sure I could find some curb somewhere.
0: Yeah. I don't need it now. I'm all set. <laughs> <sad. laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I'm good now, buddy. So, you know, so We had a, a reign
4: a of that Bangor division work. It, it, it probably lasted six or eight years doing that type of work. And then
3: uh, you
4: know, gradually... Moved off from that, doing other bigger jobs, and now working as a superintendent.
0: So. Yeah,
4: and do- has twenty-seven years now.
0: Twenty-seven years. That's great. Working as a superintendent,
2: yeah. doing a great job. Keep it up, Peter. You're doing a great job. K- killing it.
0: One of the strong leaders on a in terms of safety, big time. Big time. I mean, that you're you're the one that inspired this kind of a. Let's let's get together on Thursday and talk a little bit.
2: Yep, yeah, he did, and. I've been there for those talks, and they're very informative, and it's it's a great, great thing.
0: Yeah, I think we did
4: three Brookfield jobs three years in a row with them. And, uh, that's where that kind of came from. They'd, they'd asked me, I think, the, one of the first warnings on the first year that we did the Penn Shock with them, what I was going to do for a safety that was on a daily basis, but above and beyond what a normal safety meeting in and, and our STAs were about. So that, that's what we come up with. Uh, works works good. We get a lot of good feedback from that.
0: Yeah, I think it's worked great company-wide. So tell us a little bit about what you got go, going on in Caribou.
4: Yeah, we're, we're doing uh, it's a wastewater treatment facility upgrade for the, for the district. We've got three lagoons here. Um, we've got the first one underway with RTD is on site, getting ready to line that, starting uh, this afternoon and tomorrow, but this, there's three lagoons here. This, we've started the smallest one. It's, uh not quite three and a half acre lagoon, the smallest one, so there's, there's two of them that size, and then there's another larger one that's about six and a half acres, so there's Altogether, about 13 acres of liner that we'll do in three phases
0: when what's your completion date up there
4: we have to substantial completion is uh, august 1st next year
0: 2021 august 1st okay
4: yeah yeah they, we're doing really good schedule wise
2: you doing you're doing awesome schedule wise Peter. there
4: yeah we're, we're about a... About six working days ahead of schedule so far here, and uh, in a couple of weeks when we when we leave for Fourth of July, we, we're going to be just shy of three weeks ahead of schedule.
2: That's great. Project,
0: you gain you gain well. a day every day you work. Yeah,
2: yeah. The weather's definitely helped us up there too, Peter. Hasn't yeah, it?
0: that's yeah, that's great yeah. news.
1: Well, uh, one of the big difference too, I think, Pete. Uh, no, I saw you in here some this winter and one thing I get to give you a lot of credit for, not just your, your leadership and, and how seriously you take the safety side and all that. You do a great job mentoring people. Um, but the amount of planning that you put into something, is something that I really appreciate. And when I saw you here in the winter, I had no doubt that when you left here to, well, eventually make your way to caribou, you were very willing to bounce around to a lot of places starting off the spring for short periods of time and help out even as a foreman helping out and, uh, Thank you for that. But I knew when you got to Caribou, you're planned out, you're methodical. You gotta plan and you work you plan and I just I it's a beautiful thing and really appreciate it. Yeah. It's a pleasure to watch. Yeah, planner so you, by
4: planner by nature, but
1: sometimes it's uh, my worst enemy too. <laughs> well. Analysis paralysis. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well you you yeah. got a you got a good shout out last week from Pete Perizo. I think he called you the master planner. So uh, congratulations on that and all the great work in and, and your part and, and the mentoring and the safety and, and the planning and, and setting the example. Yeah. Yep.
1: I was having a conversation with uh, Kevin Gordon yesterday, Pete. Uh, him and I meet every Wednesday with, with Herb when he's available to chat about workforce development a little bit. And he wanted to make sure that uh, your praises got sung for, for the work that you do. Uh, posts on base camp and leading the way with that. Uh, showing other supers sort of setting that safety example and just some of the mentoring you do with some of the younger guys and uh, yeah. I've watched a guy like AJ Henderson and you can clearly see the growth in in that young man from having your leadership around him so again I, I just a great job
0: it it's it mirrors what we were just talking about with Chris Lynch he uh, he worked with Bob Peters and talked about what a great what a great mentor Bob Peters was for me and you know the the legacy that goes well beyond, you know, we lost Bob in 2012, unfortunately, but he still has an impact long beyond his passing. So, you know, what a great thing to be able to say about yourself. And so we, we really want to thank you for that, Pete.
4: I think, uh, you know, some of my views from mentoring, you know, probably came back from, from early on in the career doing that, the Bangor division where where I, quickly learn the hard way on many things you know there's all smaller projects so mm-hmm. didn't necessarily have other foremen showing you how to do things and learned a lot the hard way and our best way is when we can teach these moments so everyone else doesn't struggle the way that we did 20 years ago
0: yep that's yep. right exactly
4: yep we've got a good team up here we've got dave Laurie and an excavator and Chris Wilson as a foreman and AJ Henderson and, and Dylan Carmichael, all them guys are doing great. They, they listen
3: well.
0: Good. I know Help Dave's a long time Help. operator yeah. with us. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And and Chris is he's showing some leadership here. Not that he didn't before, but his posts on uh, on Teams and that sort of thing. When he runs into a little bit of an issue, he's not afraid to post it on Teams and show how he resolved it. And that's sharing that information across the company is so important.
1: Only going to make us better.
2: Yep. It's only going to make us better.
0: Well, Pete, we know you got a busy day there, so we're going to go ahead and cut out on you.
2: All right. Thanks for checking in.
0: Hey, I, I want to thank you for jumping on with
1: us. You bet. Have P- a good day, keep, Pete. Keep them safe, bud. Yeah. Thanks, Pete.
0: Okay. That was a couple good phone calls. Yeah. Those guys, uh, let's see, you add them up. I think there's... 32, almost 60 years years between them, yeah.
2: Yeah, really true, true leaders in the company for sure. Yeah. Yeah, pleasure to work with them.
0: So we're going to move on to to some safety topics. So I noticed uh, a a number of incidents with equipment coming through uh, our incident report. And on one hand, I really, truly appreciate the people actually reporting the incidents. Uh, On the other hand, I wish there weren't any. And we, I think we really need to focus more every morning about a number of these different things. And and most of them have something that, you know, if we had discussed this in the STA, this might not have happened. So um, I'm asking the crews to just continue to one of the things we focused on a few weeks ago was when we have a hazard, we cite a hazard on a STA. We need to drill down into what the specific hazards are. So it's really on the whole crew to talk about that when we do the STAs in the morning.
2: And also, I I feel that they should go over if the incident does, that did happen, that you should go over it with the whole crew to inform what what made happen. You know, don't, it's no secret. It's just an issue happened. Bring it up, and we're not we're going to
1: resolve it so it doesn't
2: happen again.
0: Yeah, we're no we're not head hunting here. No. It's,
1: no, we've got to know these things to get better. And right. I I agree with what you said, Herb. I I want. I want guys to continue to report these things because it does help us learn. I too wish that it wasn't happening, but there has been some equipment getting banged up and please do report it, but take the time to talk about it and uh you know, I was having a quick conversation yesterday that all of these things lead to the what if side of things. Correct. So you scratch a can of weight on a rock, you a water truck in a in a skid steer back into each other, you know, things like that and it, it's all the what-if things. That could have been a person. That could have been all those things. So we're really busy right now. we got a lot going on. We and this is when this these things, things always begin to... We start to lose our focus. Yeah. And uh, just keep that focus.
0: On a good note, we didn't have any rec- OSHA recordables last week, and I believe this is the fourth podcast in a row I've been able to say that. So uh, that's really great news. I'm going to give everybody a hand.
1: Yeah. It's great. Keep up the good work. That's awesome news. Awesome.
2: Keep it up.
0: Uh, we got a couple items that I mentioned last week, but I want to hit, them on, hit on them again real quick, is, is the heat. We're experiencing some this week, and, and we just really need to be prepared. We need to hydrate, work like we can work, and then take the break that we need to take when That's it's time. Right. Uh, and then the other thing is, is tick bites. We uh, really need to be mindful about ticks out there, and it's, as Tim Richards said here last week, out in the middle of the equipment yard, Somebody got a tick on them, you know, and I mean, there's not a plant to be seen for 300 feet.
1: Yep. I had one on me two months ago. It was just shocked to see it. So it's, they're out there and you mentioned the heat, please. We're not camels. So drink water, take Correct. a break if you yeah. need to. And, yep. uh, superintendents and everybody, I know are playing in their work so that, uh, we can account for that type of stuff. So, so under, under
2: safety herb, I'd also like to, uh, give a shout out to all the crews in Northern Maine. Uh, So far this year, we have had zero uh, OSHA recordables. I want to keep pressing forward. Keep it that way. At the end of the year, we'll be at zero. And I've been really promoting situational awareness with the crews. Keep doing that. Keep looking at every situation. And then if something doesn't look right, stop. And it's okay to change. Take five minutes to talk to the crew. And if it doesn't look right, as a group, go over it and see what you need to change it. And that's what we need to keep doing, uh, job site to job site. Keep up the great
1: work out there. Yeah, that's great.
0: So we're going to move on to to shout-outs, and I'm going to throw one out here first that I got from uh, Doug Morrison. He wanted to give a shout-out to Aaron Day. Those guys down there working in Portland are constantly getting shout-outs. I know Cody Sylvester got one a week ago, but Doug wanted to make sure we got one in for Aaron Day.
1: I'll, I've got one from uh, down in Virginia, and Tim LePage slid this to me because we're both struggling to pronounce the <laughs> name, so I'm going to try. But Eric Semansky, you got it, uh, down in Virginia, had a shout out to his crew of Hunter Cole, Chris Powell, and Jacob Little for all the great work they're doing at the Cortland Pump Station. Yep. So I know that's a difficult little job too, and
0: it's been a little bit of a struggle with a lot of rock that we didn't
1: expect. And but you're and, putting your heads down and getting through it. So that's correct. Yeah, they're doing great. Appreciate the effort from all the way up north.
2: So I got a couple shout outs to you, Chris Lynch. Is giving a shout out to Wanda Landry for excellent field cost manager. Keep up the great work.
1: Wanda's handled a lot this year. I, I got to say that between the quarry and training Monique Nichols, who came on board in southern Maine. And Wanda's handled a, a real, real lot. So I just appreciate her effort.
2: Yes. Yeah. She does a lot for the company. And also, Derek True has a shout out for the truck drivers in the Auburn Airport Alan Pressy, Darren Plant, John Pepper, and George Obar for the work they did there on that project. So great good job, guys.
0: You know, you don't very often hear truck drivers get a shout out. You so I, that, that's and and really they should more than they do. I don't know how many yards of material we move in a year with our dump trucks and and uh, trailer trucks and and low beds and I mean, all the stuff that goes on. And there's very 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 few. It's a huge incidents. responsibility. It huge is.
1: responsibility. And um, I'm going to stick on my Virginia path. Uh, Tom Cahoon uh, had a shout out that he'd like to give to Mark Booth, who's really stepped up. Uh, his dozer operating skills, and is doing an excellent job. So yep. good to hear that.
0: Booth's been a good man for us. He's he's kind of, uh, Jim Braley said, Swiss Army knife. He kind of does everything for us, and and every once in a while we get a chance to put him on a on a machine. That's good. So I got one here. Tim Cole gave a shout-out for Dale Lauk and Mike Van Merlin. Dale is doing the project down in Luray, and Mike is in Charlottesville. And uh, Tim says these guys are just, you know, really – the attitudes, the the leadership, and, and the quality of work and planning and everything is really just second to none. So Tim wanted to give those two guys a shout-out, and I'm sure they'd give you one too, Tim.
2: I'd also like to give a shout-out to Quentin Freon out in Eastbrook. He has been running excavator uh, and dozer, but this year we actually had a greater uh, opportunity, and he's gone out there and he's taking the bull by the horns, and he's really nice. doing a good job. I like seeing people, young people take – New opportunities and strive with it, and he's and doing a great job out there. So keep it up, Quentin. Really
1: appreciate it. A shout out to follow up from last week on the uh, down in uh, the Mid Atlantic to the Lou Ray crew. Uh, they just completed paving, from what I understand. Correct. Um, and they Two antici- weeks ago, they were thirty feet in
0: the ground with pipe.
1: Yeah, and they had anticipated, so they're on schedule. That's Dale Log, Bernard Lupini, Josh Low, Tim Cole, and Richard Bostick, and then one to the crew at the Charlottesville Airport. Um, and Cement Treated Aggregate. Looks like they had a, had a good day. 1,700 ton yeah. on one of their first days, so and they should be wrapping it up this week. That's Mike Van Merlin, John Madigan, Russell Burney, Foreman, uh, Dan Moshholder, Tony Griffin, Andre Van Merlin, and Ronnie Johnson, who's working at the uh, quarry running the pug mill. So good job, guys. Great work on both fronts, yeah.
0: Uh, got a couple here from Kevin Gordon. He talked about Tyler Green. He's on an excavator. And the great attitude, he jumps out, helps pick up at the end of the day. That's, you know, really the kind of stuff we like to see from from these operators. Also, Dominique Bouchard, he was with the Academy in 2016. Uh, Kevin gives him a lot of credit, stepping up big time and uh, being more, more motivated, more proactive. So we're really glad to see that growth in Dominic.
1: Well, and Dominique, uh, talking with Kevin about that, he... Mentioned Dominic and Chris Lynch are working together, and Chris had some uh, some words of encouragement and some mentoring words for Dominic, and it, it seems to have taken hold. So uh, good job by both guys.
0: Yeah. So, Tim, I know you had a a, a really cool announcement. Yes, I do. I wanted you to jump on here.
1: Yeah, special
2: announcement going out there to uh, Aaron and Sarah Layton. They had uh, a boy born yesterday, Sawyer Evan Layton. He weighed 6 pounds, 14 ounces. And 19.9 inches long. So the mother and the baby are doing great. I just want to congr- congratulate him and his wife on the birth. Well, congratulations, guys.
0: Congratulations. And welcome, Sawyer. It's
1: a fun time in life. It is. Well, it's a
2: fun time. I, I did tell him last night to enjoy his last couple nights of sleep. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, but not everybody has triplets. I was going to say, not everybody has a three to
1: one, Tim. So. True, true.
0: True. So last week we, we put out the, guess, uh, the equipment guessing game. I'm just going to go ahead and start calling it The Price is Right. And we were going to guess on a Volvo L e loader without attachments. And we got about eight, nine guesses here, and I'm just going to go through them real quick. Janine Charette said $65,000. Derek True, 156347 Matt Mills, $165,200. Twenty-five (laughs) ninety-nine. Benny Woodward Jr. One hundred seventy thousand even. Debbie Goody one hundred seventy thousand three hundred twenty-five dollars and sixty cents. Cody Sylvester one hundred eighty thousand dollars. Mike Thibodeau one hundred eighty-four thousand nine hundred ninety-nine dollars. Zach Pinkham one hundred ninety-nine thousand dollars even. And Dean Bartlett two hundred thirty-four thousand nine hundred fifty dollars. The price of a Volvo L90 loader is actually $202,000, so Zach Pinkham is within $3,000 of that. So Zach Pinkham okay. is the winner of the Price is Right game for a Volvo L90 loader.
1: And he outestimated one of our estimators, so that's... Yeah. It deserves a shout out in and of itself. <laughs> that's <laughs> I correct. L- I love the guesses with 99 cents. That's,
2: <laughs> yeah. That's perfect. He thinks he's going to sneak under, that right? this is right stuff. That's Absolutely.
0: all good. Yeah. So we, we got a little bit of news. We're going to upgrade the quarry equipment a little bit. And so we're going to guess that piece of equipment.
1: Yeah. Yeah. As we're uh, as we're looking at the business and looking to make some upgrades and looking at efficiency, we're looking at adding the bigger loader down in the quarry.
0: We've got a 982 there now, a
1: 982 and a, a 970. I believe it is. Um, but we're looking at uh, we're looking at a nine eighty eight K, a cat nine eighty eight K. So
0: it's a uh, ten yard machine, 10, ten yard bucket.
1: Ten yard machine. Wow. It's a big loader. So wow. and, and probably gonna keep the nine eighty two there until it runs its life out here at the end of the year. But uh, looking to make some investments there and we've made some investments in other places. Uh, some stuff we did at the hot mix plane has panned out this year with a dust silo and asphalt tanks. So we're yeah. just constantly reinvesting back in ourselves, which is good.
0: Yep. So the guess game, the Price is Right game this coming week is guess the price of a Cat 988 loader.
1: And it is more expensive than an L90. It, yeah, it's higher, yeah. <laughs> <Just>
2: that's,
0: <laughs> that, that's a hint. So yes. the L90 was $202,000. So I, I just want to mention on the shout-outs, it's really cool when we get shout-outs from the crew. It's really cool when you text them back to Derek. Derek gets these directly. He compiles them. He gives them to me. Uh, so, if you have a shout out, instead of emailing to the podcast address, if you could just text back, really like to continue going that way. It's really cool when we get a lot. I like it when Derek sends me a long email.
2: I really like seeing her when they text back, given uh, like Derek True with the uh, Excavator Operator, giving a shout out for the truck drivers. That's yeah, awesome. that's awesome. That's, 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 yeah. that's
0: what it's all about. And, and naming names, right? And, it's, it's, that's really cool. And we talk about
2: morale. Just this year, it seemed like morale. So high and boost that. That's what we need to keep bringing everybody up and bringing making worth felt to the company. It's just it's awesome out there, right? it really. Yes. Is
0: yep. And on that shout out front, I just want to mention James Burnett sent one. I just thought I'd separate this one out. He says, I'd like to give a shout out to Sargent Corporation. I'm seeing a lot of positive attitudes and really believe the employees are understanding that the way the company is treating this tough situation makes them realize they made the right career choice. James, you, you've been a great leader for us for many years, and I, I just want to say thank you for for that, for recognizing. I mean, it's there, a lot of the things we've had to go through the last few months from a management perspective haven't really been easy. There have been a few tough decisions to make, but really uh, the crew kind of makes them easier for us.
1: They definitely do, and one of the thing that makes that easy, Herb, and I can completely appreciate what he had to say there, that uh – when you're working around a group of people that you know just doing the right thing is a normal course of business, it makes life so much easier yeah. and so much happier when you're just in that place. So uh, just kudos to the entire team around here. I think everybody's really pulled together and, and made this whole situation work.
0: It's kind of like Mark Twain said, if you just tell the truth all the time, you have a lot less to remember. <laughs> sure. And if you just do the right thing all the time, you know, it's it's it saves you from covering. It so certainly does. And, and we're trying to do that, and we appreciate James for recognizing that. Um, next week, we're going to have Josh Shaw in. Josh is the general manager of Sergeant Materials. We haven't had him in to update us on, a, on any of his business. And I know that if you're in the Mid-Atlantic or the New Hampshire office, you might say, well, that doesn't really have much impact on me. I don't, I'm not going to listen to that one. It does have an impact on you. What happens in Caribou, Maine has an impact on what happens in Luray, Virginia, and vice versa. What happens in Perry, Maine has an impact on what happens in Walpole, New Hampshire, and, you know, everything in between. So I encourage you to listen in because Josh is a great guy. He's been with us a couple years now and really look forward to talking
1: to him next week. He's done a great job and uh, uh, took over uh, overseeing the quarry this year, too, and I think things have gone very well down there. He and Chris are working together well, the entire team, so I – it absolutely has an impact, and it has an impact to us as employee owners on the bottom line too. So it's
0: sure it does. So we did put a new pay stub out this week. This is the only week that you'll get both pay stubs—the old and the new. Uh, as always, as I said last week, payday has always been Friday. We've always done a great job to try to get it out earlier. Uh, we're going to continue to do that. It's likely going to be on Thursday. You will see that you have PTO on the uh, on the pay stub what you had at the beginning of the year what you earned what you've used and the balance you'll have what you have for direct deposit information into sergeant savings there'll be the pay stubs will be emailed on Thursdays via my assistant and not from Allison and I know Allison's going to miss that direct connection with the folks she's she's done such a wonderful job with all that you hope to have ESOP information in the future, but under other benefits, it shows what the company has matched your 401k. So that's a really cool addition to, to these pay stubs, uh, a little bit more focus on, on the various benefits that we have.
1: It'll take some getting used to, but it's going to be a good thing. Yeah. And that effort, as you said, to make sure our paychecks still show up on Thursday will be made. It's just, I think we've learned a lot through some trying times that we've had with some technology sure issues have. and those type of things so it's it's aimed to make us better and aim to give you more information
0: so the last thing i want to do is i know you know we got a lot of a lot of great people out there working and, and we never forget that the the folks we have working men women have families likely that that are on the other side that are affected by our work by their work with us and I know that in many cases those folks have to make some sacrifices in order for for our employees to come to work. And so I just want to say thank you to the husbands and wives of the people that work here for the sacrifices you put through. And we will work. We do work hard to make sure it's worth your while now and in the long run. So I want to thank everybody for that.
1: It's a team effort. And uh appreciate the support that all you guys get out there, I'm, I'm sure. And it's difficult at times. We've all been in this industry quite a while. And uh, I know I look at my now 15-year-old daughter who's starting driver's ed next week and wonder where the time's gone. But uh, this industry and working hard has been able to provide me with a, it's a good life. And uh, I just appreciate the support that I've had. And I know everybody else out there gets it. So thank you to all the people at home. I'd like to give a shout-out
2: also the kids part too also because they have a part in – as yeah, a fan, not only husband and wife, but the kids also. So I uh,
0: appreciate all the... So when you go home, after you listen to this podcast, give them a hug from Herb, Eric, and Tim. I like that. I like it too, Herb. Okay. Like yeah. That. So with that said, we're going to wrap it up here. It's been a little bit of a longer podcast than we'd hoped for, but uh, a lot of fun, covered a lot of territory here, a lot of great shout-outs. And I just want you all to come to work with a smile on your face. Work safe all day. Go home with a smile on your face in the same condition that you came to work in. Keep it safe. Zero accidents.